This is The Underbelly, Episode 3 of Season 3. Episode 3. Good evening, my name is Joe Bracco. Let's get right to it. Youth. Youth. One and all. Youth. The days where we could do pretty much whatever we wanted, or at least debate the idea of that. There, there was never the, the clear no that we would have to abide by. At least I did. And, and I see this in my daughter. I see this in my daughter morning, noon, and night as I am still cycling through the the various hours and days and weeks and now several months uh, into the current state of affairs, you, you see this happen over and over and over again, where the, the adult nature of us all to, to abide by the set rules that we, we must, we, we must abide by them in, in our personal and professional lives, kids, eh, not so much. I mean, they, they can skate around it. They, they can... They can skate around it. They can shout, okay, profusely until they get their words uh, heard, if you will. There is an era of of soapboxing. Dare I say it? It just analogous, almost to the the political adventure of it all, where you're bringing a bill to the house floor. Uh, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. A daughter waking up in the morning. Every now and again, you know, through the hours of the night, it could be two to four to six. But once she's up, she's up, right? It's about seven o'clock, maybe seven thirty. It's time for breakfast, and when we when we have breakfast at the as a fam, that's one thing. But when her and I will have breakfast, when when the wife is is going off to work and we're staying in, the preparation for breakfast. It's really just throwing out a feeler to what Victoria wants. What would you like? What can I get for you? And instead of the, the sentences, the polite, well, what do we have? Let's take a look in the fridge. What do we have in the cupboard? Let's, let's take stock. She will shout out, shout out almost in filibuster form, one word. It could be anything, mind you. It could be anything that she sees could be anything that she's memorized, maybe through the, the social media, YouTube passages, or favorite TV show that she might drink in the day or the week before. But it always comes out in a shout, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I would tell you that yesterday, it was never more demonstrative than when she shouted in defiance, Apple. Over and over and over again. Apple, 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 apple. Just apple. Does she love apples? Yes. Yes, she does. She loves applesauce. She's loved apples in, in pie or, or, or crumb cake or even fresh apples. But she looked at me, this two-year-old plus dictator, and she shouted apples. And when I said to her, well, May for short, as her nickname is Tomato, so we even we cut it down a peg. So May, you haven't had your eggs yet. She looked at me. What the hell are you talking about, Dad? I want an apple. I want an apple. I don't want an apple in an hour or twenty minutes or even ten or five minutes. I want it right now. Now I tell you, and there wasn't any reason 
Okay, she didn't go on a, a, a long verbal diatribe. The face said it all. So I had to add. Cutting up the apple, I gave her the slice. She took one bite. She sat in the dinosaur chair, and there it went. But I got to tell you that if I were to replicate this, uh, certainly prior to the current state of affairs, in an office meeting, Tuesday morning office meeting, uh, the, the colleagues and I are sitting around before we get started. The executive director cues up the, the PowerPoint presentation. I raise my hand. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But before we get started, before all of you are comfortable, I know you have a lot of important things that you want to, to say or, or to read or a combination thereof. And that very uh, well may be true. But before we get there, I'd like to say something. Well, what is it, Joe? Please, please say something. You, you, you started the meeting preemptively even before any one of us could say something. You must want to get something off your chest. What if I just said apple? Just apple hundreds of times over and over and over again. Apple, I mean, could I get away with it? Could we get away with what we can as children, as kids, or uh, as an adolescent? Uh, I would submit to you that the answer wholeheartedly is no. No. There is a concern, I would say, that she has developed this behavior, this overt second-to-none no, uh, not from her mother. No, 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 uh, of course not. It has to be from the dad. I mean, I, I can look back at my life, and, and I would say that, yes, this, this definitely rings uh, true, the idea of authority and me and not so much. No, no, not so much, especially as uh, a teen. Now, you hear the story. Everyone has at least one or two. Maybe my wife does not, but we'll, we'll save that uh, for another day. For me, I would say to you that it has been clear on so many occasions, even more uh, than I would uh, gather even like to go back and, and regurgitate for you and yours today. Uh, but one, just in terms of safety, is coming to mind uh, to the, the tenor of, of uh, this evening's episode. I was 15 years old. 15 years old and in a stage where, yes, we, we had the, the permit at the precipice of, of driving before I uh, was going to fail several times over the driver's test. But the friends of mine, particularly those who already were driving, had something, of course, that I did not. They had a car. I don't know. They had a car. And they took full stock of this notion to bring it up in my face over and over again because I was still riding the bus. I didn't want to ride the bus, but I had to. I had no wheels. What was I going to do? Could I, could I take my bike all the way to school? Of course not. Would I be able to walk it? No, no, absolutely not. It wouldn't matter whether it was a block or three miles away. I'm not walking. I'm not riding. I want to drive. I want to get out. I want to get behind the wheel and go someplace important, or so I thought. I was stymied. Stymied and stifled in the bus. 
I mean, as an upperclassman, you, you had a little bit of the power. I guess you could call yourself a sergeant in the bus, you know. You, you looked down on the grade school kids, maybe. Maybe you, you had a few choice words for them. You, you get to sit with your friends. You get to listen to the music. But it, was, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same as those that were outside of the bus. There was some freedom there. And on one fateful afternoon, as I was making my way towards uh, the house in the bus, reluctantly sitting there, I, I saw, peering out the back of the bus, some friends of mine. They were riding in their Honda Accord, and they were shouting something to me. I opened up the window and I peered out, my whole head, half my body outside. The chubby nature of me managed to squeeze out uh, just enough to hear what they were saying. Come on, Joe. Come on. Come on. Come on. Ride with us. Ride with us. We're, we're, we're going to go out for a little bit. Come on. I, I can't, man. I can't. Got to ride the bus. They're expecting me. And ah, come on. Back and forth we went. Back and forth over and over and over again. To the point where the bus driver, Rob, I believe his name was, turned around, very orderly in function. Joe, sit down. Sit down, Joe. Observe the rules of the bus. The only time we are standing, the only time we are moving is when your stop is called. Now, I could have listened. I could have listened. I could have made my way back to the seat. And it was only going to be another maybe 10, 15 minutes at that. But did I listen? No, no, of course not. You know where this is going. If I would have listened, the, the car with my friends in it would have been turned down. They would go a different direction, but they kept going. They kept, I saw them. I saw them through uh, the, the fog and the stained window in the back of the bus. I knew I had to do something. What could I do? Would I usurp the stop? Would I get out at someone else's stop and just follow them out and then run out? No, I had to I had to pass Rob. He would never let me off. What could I do? I tell you what I did. As we were making our way to someone, someone's stop just a little bit ago, the bus began to, to slow down as it would. The car with the friends still in the rear view mirror, I made one look at the front. Observe the car in the back, opened up the back door, the emergency door, siren went off, and I proceeded to jump out and forward roll my way to freedom. Oh, yes, yes. Onto, onto the road, uh, the, the semi-paven with the, the chips of glass and mud and dirt. Who cares? You're young. You're going to be okay. I jumped out of a bus that was moving and made it, rolled, got up, bus shimmered to a stop, got in the back seat of the car, drove away, passed the bus. I was fine. Now I should tell you that I did this on the fourth to last day of school. And on the third day, the principal, the very next day, called me into the office, asked me what I was thinking, 
and proceeded to suspend me for the final days of school. Yeah, suspension. In school, suspension at that, which those of us that have been to detention and suspension, you never want that type of suspension. Now, you want to be home because you, you do a little soul search in there and then you're, you're outside at the very least. But no, in school, not so fun. Not so good, Joe. No more forward rolls for you. I would tell you that when I look back on that maddening day and, and, and the chuckle of youth hits me, the reality of the situation is I pass this on to my daughter. My daughter's barely on the other side of two and she's already acting like me. Not so good. Not so good when you think about the future. The, the pre-K, the kindergarten, the grade school, middle school and high school. What is she going to be like? Is she going to be a tyrant? Is she going to be defiant? You want her to have her own opinion, but do you want her jumping out of buses? No, no, not, uh, not so much. So to curtail the, the exuberance of youth, hopefully she'll learn not from me in orderly function. No, no, no. But hopefully she'll learn from, from my wife because uh, left up to her own devices or what her father used to do, uh, yeah, there's no telling what's around the other corner. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to yet another end, to yet another episode of what? The Underbelly. Until next time, rest easy.